Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Pensive today. Yeah, you're deep in thought. I, I didn't, almost wasn't sure if you were even going to be able to do the show. Look at you. <laughs> is it because I'm in my pajamas? Because <laughs> you're in your, because you're in your pajamas. <laughs> I, I feel like there's something very liberating about wearing my pajamas here. They're very. It's very freeing. I do. I very actually comforting. I like it when you come in in your in your pajamas. I pretty much wear my pajamas every show because there was a while when you were coming in with the with the uh, hardcore makeup. Oh, it's coming from shooting. Yeah, yeah. And I went. Well, that's not. That's not the Jillian I know. The well, Jillian no, I know is this is the. Although that is you. I know well, that's a part of you. You know, it's so interesting you say that. One of the reasons I think I. I love our little podcast so much is because. Oh man, TV is is just I can't uh, I can can't seem to ever get it right. You know what I mean? It's like I kind of think of TV as a meat grinder. You know, like you go into it and you're a cow, and you come out <laughs> and you're a hot dog. You're unrecognizable. Like with Biggest Loser, I was a cartoon character that screamed all the time. You know, and on no, the dog. That's not how we saw you. That might be about what it uh, felt. I don't know. It was definitely. I definitely became a bit of a caricature. And for the people that didn't watch the show, who had maybe just seen the trailers, it was like, oh, you know, that screaming woman or whatever. But they they never knew. You never knew me, and you never knew why I was doing what I was doing. Or you'd see thirty seconds of a conversation that was one hour. You know what I mean? And there was never any method to the madness. And it was one of the aspects of Loser that I had found very frustrating. Then, on The Doctors, it was the exact opposite problem. It was like I was completely whitewashed. You know, you're allowed to talk about cankles and dog warts and nothing else. We need to shave all the edges and the corners off of you and don't be confrontational in any way. And, you know, it just, it was, you, in both of those environments television is just like that it's when you're working on somebody else's show Mm. and i guess the confusing thing for me is both are various forms of reality television the doctors was a talk show and biggest loser was reality tv but don't think for a second that they're not casting a character they are and so it's tough when you feel like who you really are isn't that character and what I love so much about the podcast is that it just is what it is. We just are who we are, and we say what we have to say. Um, and hence me coming in in my pajamas. <laughs> it's like it just, I, I think that there's something very liberating about it. I mean, I'm not literally in, like, long johns, but I've no, got no, my— No, and she says I've got little lambs on her. No, <laughs> I do have—I have ones with skulls on skulls. them, but I didn't wear them out of the house. But uh, I'm wearing, uh, you know, my sweats, a T-shirt, my Uggs, a hat. Anyway, I wanted to kind of, what had me in such deep thought um, is kind of, I've been reflecting on the last year, you know, that we're kind of into January now and looking back on last year. How was 2011 for you, Janice? Oh, um, uh, very slow um, and uh, um, very behind the scenes. Mm. Um, and I steal that from my shrink because she helped me deal with that, but very right. much, um, and I'm just starting to step out from behind this kind of curtain. It's not a curtain, but I, I guess because I, it was in such a caregiving role that yeah. year and it, and, and before that. So now it's like you, you kind of come out and you go, where, who am I? What am I? What, where, where am I going? 
Right. So that that was the kind of, that was my two eleven for sure. Right. Um, you, well, you you had your identity became I am the caretaker. That's who I am right now. And that's what I'm doing. When I look at the end of 2011, it started out kind of wrapping up loser, and that was tumultuous. And then it went into like this very hopeful period, and and everything looked promising. And at the end of 2011, everything fell apart. Like my clo- some of my closest friendships had had issues happen and you know my assistant Rosie who I who was beloved a member of my family suddenly one day up and quit she's like I'm in school I can't do this anymore I need to quit I mean I I did not see it coming and I don't lean on many people and I really leaned on Rosie and I you know I looked at all these things that happened in 2011 and I I like to look at in life okay where did I mess this up What's, you know, what did I contribute? Because it's always, we're very, yeah, what do we contribute? How do we create this situation, right? And with everything that fell to pieces at the end of 2011, I honestly can say I contributed nothing. It just was what it was. My assistant didn't want to be an assistant anymore. She got into college and she wanted to join a business program and she wanted more for herself. Uh, you know, there was a friend who I had been very close with that I had constantly tried to make the relationship something it wasn't. You know, for me, I was always thinking, we're family, we're family, we're family. And this friend let me down one time too many. And it really brought me to this place of this is who this person is. This is who I am. These are our limitations. With the doctors, I did Everything that I could do to make that show what I wanted it to be for me. Right. But that's not what that show is. It's a medical show. It's a show about doctors. And no matter what I did, I couldn't control it. And that was a really tough thing for me. That's the first time in my life where I have felt completely helpless. Not helpless as in I can't take care of myself, but helpless as in I could not affect the outcome of various things in my life. No matter what I did, no matter what I did, these things were determined to fall to pieces. Because sometimes in life, you can't control it. I, do you ever, you're looking at me stunned. Is this, do you not ever feel this way? Or you, do no, you just accept I, these things? This is the first time in my life that I ever felt like, oh my God. I can't fix it. I can't turn it around. I can't stop it. I can't make this person different. I can't make this opportunity different. I can't change this dynamic. None of it. No, but what stuns me is why you're putting a negative spin on it. No, no, no. I. It's not that it's a negative spin. Here's here's what I I here's the lesson that I took away from this. As I was talking with my shrink, and I was like, "Look, I'm sad about this. I'm sad about that. You know, I'm grieving." This wasn't what I wanted it to be. That didn't turn out the way I'd hoped it would. But what was so staggering for me is that I had overcome aspects of my childhood, feeling kind of bullied by my dad and not kind of bullied by my dad. And he was very domineering and very much a a bully and a tormentor that I overcompensated with this grandiose ego of, you know what? I can do that and more. I can be that and more. I can fix all of these things. I can ter- take care of everything. I can take care of myself. I can create my own reality. And so I I overcompensated with this ego that could fix everything, that could take care of anything. And for some reason, at 37, the universe decided it was time for me to realize that's just not the case, that there are things we can't fix. There are things that we cannot stop. There are things that we cannot change. And at first I found that very devastating and very scary. And now I'm finding it almost liberating. Like I've surrendered to something more. This is reality. And it's not about getting morose about it. It's not about, uh, but it's also not about being unrealistic. And then, so there's a song that I was listening to, right? It was by Florence and the Machine. I'm obsessed with this song. Uh, It's called Never Let Me Go. And there's a lyric in the song and she says, I'm not giving up. I'm just giving in. And that's what I think. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I'm upset, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation unacceptable to me. Mm. 
and I will find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation is exactly the way it's supposed to be at this time. That's right. It's very true. No, it is. It is. It doesn't mean you need to tolerate it. I didn't need to stay in abusive situations, but I accept. It's like, okay, I accept that this is who you are. I accept that this situation is unchangeable. So I don't give up on finding the right television project where I can be the way that I am here. I don't give up on healthy, loving friendships. I just move. I can't change those things or those people. And I just move away from them uh, and move forward and continue to to, to try to create new things that are positive. But you're right. There's a there's something to the ability to accept. What is that? Why? Why? What is it? Is it? Why is it hard? No. Why? Why? Well, why is it hard? And then why is it so freeing when you finally succumb? Like when I finally was broken. Because because it take because you finally accept that you can't you're not in control of it. It's it's out there. It's however you want to call it, your higher power, the universe, whatever it is, you're not in control of it. Right. If you can really go my mom my mom always said, God bless her. God bless her always said, It's meant to be, Janice. Right. It's meant to be. And she just had this incredible faith and acceptance that no matter what happened, and then, you know, there's always the one door closes. You know, we've heard all those things. And that's so true. Things, You're but- right. But you have to move. You've got to move away from an abusive situation to move into a better one. Right. Like when I, you know, I've systematically removed people from my life that were not there for me the way I wanted. This was really the last friend that I had, you know, played out that father stuff of could I win this person yeah, over? Yeah. Could I? And I was like, you know what? I can't do this with you anymore. I love you, but I can't do this with you anymore. And I am fortunate enough to have cultivated an amazing group of friends who are everything I need and do give me what I need. But that one thing that I had really worked on for such a long time, that relationship or my assistant or uh, another friendship or even even the doctors, you know, that job, it's like, it's always what it is. Who yep. was Who the hell did I think I was to... Oh, try no, to no, change no, no. it. You can't, no, not who you know. Th- th- you could change it, and it's fine it's the just, way that it is. It just there's no there's no room for anybody who's not a doctor on that show, which is you know, which is what it is. But it's just all of those things. I thought, how was I not able to? And now I, I guess I don't know. I guess what I'm saying to you guys out there is, when you're looking at the things that you can't control. And if you fought it the way that I fight it, <laughs> you know, if you were like, no, I will change it. And I, again, I'm not trying to disempower you. And I am telling you that your your actions and your behaviors do create your reality. But when there's that immovable rock, when there's that thing that you cannot change, step away from it and try to try to find peace in the knowledge that clearly this thing is meant to be the way that it is. And you'll take whatever lesson you can from it. Um, and then you'll move forward with that knowledge and the right opportunities will present themselves and, and the lessons will marinate over time and, and come into fruition. Uh, but there's that real fine balance of not giving up, but giving in. And there was a there was a, a book I was reading and I can't remember what it was called, but it had to do with breaking down and breaking through and uh and I kind of extrapolated this message and it was fight as much as you want. Go ahead. Fight it. Fight like hell. Bash your head into the wall and, you know, flail and go crazy and be furious and intense and all of these things. And then when you're exhausted and you're bloody and you're battered and you're bruised and you're wiped out and you're done, lean into it. You're bottomed. Yeah. You're give bottomed over. Up. Give over. Don't give up. Just give in and see where it takes you. I think it, I think a lot of it is because when we do when something does happen, we want to see the result of the change automatically. We're yeah. such an ins, we have such an insatiable thing for so I want true. to see the result. And as you just said, it needs to marinate. And sometimes that marination, <laughs> if that's the word, yeah, can take. And then you finally a year later or a year and a half later, you go, oh, now I know why I wasn't there. Now I know why I got fired. Now I know why I quit. Now I know why I'm not with that person anymore. Yeah, and it's just like this light shines on it, but. Normally, though, in the past, I was able, and then we'll stop beating this dead horse because that was such a good place to end it. (laughs) (laughs) So it was such a good place to put that button in it. But in the past, 
things that went wrong. I looked at where I was like, wow, I contributed to this situation going wrong. With these things, I didn't. I really didn't. That friend just wasn't the person that I needed him to be. That my assistant just wanted more. And the doctor's is a show about medicine. Period. That's it. And so you're right. And then it's, it is what it is. And you move forward and you, you take what you can and you embrace possibility. And that's something that my shrink and I were talking about. He's like, stop looking at all the things you can't change. Stop sitting there thinking, I can't believe I wasn't, you know, the goddess of the universe and able to turn this around or manipulate it or massage it the way that I wanted to to make it work for me. And start looking at this blank tablet that you have in front of you to create the things that are important mm. personally. Professionally, it's a great image, actually. So there you go. So go ahead and marinate yourself on that. (laughs) We'll we'll go back and talk about some sort of fitness. (laughs) Okay, some sort of fitness, something, something fitnessy. Bye bye. Are we back? You're supposed to say, and we're back. Oh, and we're back. And you're not as pensive looking as you were earlier. No, no. I I feel uh, like I've exercised a few demons. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I do. I know that's important. I feel, uh, I feel, I feel ready to discuss. um, Fitness. Yeah. Kind of fitness. Maybe sort of. The people fitness. I did. So fine. That's what I'll do. All right, so maybe we'll just go through a few tips, ways that you can upgrade your workout or continue to make your workout effective. Huh? What do you think? I do. I like that. All right. So first tip, here's a study that I read in Men's Health, and it's so simple, but here here it is. Ready? A study in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research found that men who listened to their own playlists had more power in the rate room in the weight room than when they lifted in silence. This is obviously, it's kind of obvious, but you ever notice that? Like, sometimes I'll take a class and I don't like the music and I'm like, oh, wah, wah. Like, I just <laughs> suck in there. Or if I forget my headphones and I head to the gym and I have to do my cardio without my music, it's the worst. I've actually turned the car around and gone back home <laughs> when I can't listen to my music. I need my music to get me through a workout. Well, I didn't know it was that motivating. I had no idea. When you're doing your commando porno push-ups, you, you... no, because I swim a lot, so I swim in the silence. I hear this, <gasps> I swim, and that's I... the worst thing ever. To swim in silence? Ooh, no, no music. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have a ghetto blaster when I'm on my strap to my back. Well, how do you do it? You listen to your own breathing. You're inspired by your own heartbeat. Oh, that was beautiful. Spoken like a true narcissist. Not a shock, <laughs> eh, Jake? Not a shock. I gr- nar- I'm just saying that sometimes just listening to your own, like when you run, sometimes listening to your own breath. Oh. We, we were taught in track and field oh. to hum something. What? Hum I was a, never a runner. Hum a, rib- hum a rhythm. Oh what are you talking about? Oh, please. Humming a rhythm? Help me out of my own world. And you continue the. You play. hummed in track and field? We hummed a rhythm so that we keep so we keep the pace with the rhythm. God, that's so weird. I Back I, then, we didn't have headphones back when I was in high school. We didn't have that fancy. eight tracks. That has music. Exactly. We had the old uh, things, and you'd have to. So, yeah. You to didn't learn have headphones, to, really? No. Yeah, you okay. did. Oh, you know. <laughs> You're such a Did you have headphones? Come on. Come on. Did, more. Fine, all right, yeah. more. Um, all right, I, I don't know. Janice is a weirdo. Yeah. Invest in some music. Get yourself uh, some workout music. And there are great places to find exercise playlists. I put one up on JillianMichaels.com every month. In fact, on my Facebook page, once a month, my business partner, who is also a DJ in his spare time, puts up a free workout mix on SoundCloud that you can download. Uh, even Men's Health has a little website here. Uh, 100 greatest workout songs at menhealth.com slash workout dash songs. Download some music, something you love to help keep you motivated. I know that it dramatically helps me. Now, uh, let's talk about things that we can change here. I've got my little notes that I made for you guys. 
that we can change to help you stay motivated and to keep your program, your exercise program progressing. Change your environment. Sometimes it gets so stale. Like if you've been working out at home, and I again, why would I want to discourage you guys from working out with my DVDs? Right. But, uh, right. you know, at, at the end of the day, I have worked out at home, and I, I get kind of sick of staring at my own four walls. I tend to feel a little bit claustrophobic and cooped up. So if that's the case, get to the gym. And then I get sick of seeing the gym. Then I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't see the same people here and the same four walls and the same pieces of equipment. Then I take a class somewhere at a studio. And when I get sick of that studio, I go to another studio and I take another class. And then I go back home and I work out on my treadmill again. But make sure that you you constantly are changing up your exercise environment so you don't get mentally bored I know that sounds odd, but it just even no, the visual stimulus, like odd. another thing that motivates me is uh, making it social. So when I'm out in public or taking a class or at a gym, you know, you people, I people watch. I definitely do. I people watch and um, you chit chat a little bit to people there. And it just it makes it feel, I don't know, more manageable, less like uh, torture. <laughs> I'm some hell of an exercise guru, huh? No, but it's the truth. It, 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 you do get, you get bored. And then once you get bored, then you're not going to go. You don't want to go. Yeah. It just makes it harder to go. So change your environment. Uh, another thing that I want you to try is to, you know, I've said this a million times, change your program. So we, we often get caught in a routine of, I go to the gym, I do this machine for 20 reps. I do that machine for 10 reps. I do this, I do that. And then I go home. Well, not only is that not going to be effective for your body because you've adapted to that workout and uh, I hate to sound redundant, but for those of you who haven't heard me say it, remember that your body is a dynamic homeostasis. And what that means is that your body is going to adapt to outside stimulus. So, for example, you haven't done push-ups in two months. You hit the gym, you do 10 push-ups. Well, you're going to be really sore. Do 10 push-ups for 10 days. By the 10th day, you're not sore anymore because your body has adapted. So to continually keep your body progressing, guessing, adapting, changing, growing stronger, more functional, more fit, you want to change up your exercise regimen. So one of the things I want you to think about also to prevent that boredom is if you've been doing CrossFit, take a flywheel spin class. If you've been doing flywheel and you're sick of it, take a yoga class. If you've been doing yoga and you're sick of it, take a Krav Maga class. Or even not if you're sick of it, even to kind of preempt it or open your mind a little bit or try something new. And there's a lot of cool new classes out there. A lot of people are getting into this bar method, which is based on uh, ballet, using the bar. And there's bar fusion classes. There's spin classes. Then you go to the bar. Uh, there's beyond the bar. There's even pole fitness, which is... Totally different bar going the wrong direction. One is one is about ballet and one is about stripping. But whatever floats your boat. You know, uh, there's a class that uh, is going on in New York called Punk Rope. And it's a jump rope class oh, that people cool. do. It. And it's it's just fun, fun music and different, uh, different jumping techniques that people do. And mix it up. Try something fresh. Try something fun. And you never know. You know, you try it, you might like it. And we think to ourselves, oh, that's not for me. But oftentimes we, we judge things before we even engage in them. And I have an anecdote that I wrote about in uh, my last book, Unlimited, where I wanted to take my Biggest Loser contestants surfing. And I just thought it'd be great for them. to. You know, some of them have never had never even seen the beach. And I wanted them to get out and go to the ocean. I thought it would reinvigorate them. They're all feeling just overwhelmed the way that the Biggest Loser environment can do that to you. And they bitched and they moaned and they bitched and they were like, oh, we're going to look like whales in our wetsuits and we're not going to be able to do it and it's going to be cold. Wah, wah, wah. And anyway, we got there, got them in their suits, got them on the boards and they loved it, loved it. And then it was always, when can we go surfing again? When can we go surfing again? So my point is just try it. Don't judge it before you do it. And you you will probably be pleasantly supplied. So, Supplies and supplied too, and <laughs> surprise supplied. Same thing. You get it. You understand. These people speak my language. They know me. They read my mind. Okay. Now another thing. Set a goal for the month. Count your workouts. And this this for me gives me a little more flexibility. I kind of like it. So I'll just say, all right. You know what? This month I'm going to get twelve workouts in, and it's three a week, generally. 
Uh, and I'll set it at 12, and if I get more, I'm really happy. But when I start thinking, oh, my gosh, I didn't get to the gym today. I didn't get to the gym that day. I got to get to the gym tomorrow. It kind of overwhelms me. So I just set my minimum and think, I just need to get three sessions in this week. Where can I find them? Maybe I can get this one at lunch. Maybe I can get this one at home uh, after I'm done working. And maybe I can get this one on the weekend when I'm not working on Sunday. And if you, you kind of set that minimum, you count your workouts, it helps to keep you accountable. And you'll find that when you make this non-negotiable and it's not overly ambitious, that it's more manageable, becomes easier to do. And you think about it, 12 workouts, it really adds up over the course of a year in a month. It's like a hundred and something workouts. Oh, Lord, here we go with it. What's the math, Jake? 144. Thank you. 144. I knew that. <laughs> hey, Rain Man. Hey, Rain Man. Thanks, Rain Man. 144 workouts, right? That's a big deal. A big deal. So count your workouts. Now, one thing I want to mention about muscle soreness, and I think there's a lot of confusion about it because people will email me or Facebook me or tweet me or whatever so weird that those things are verbs. I am dating myself. Uh, And they'll ask me, gosh, I'm sore. Should I work out again today? In a perfect world, you would not train the muscle that is sore. And that's why in any of my workout programs, I will usually use optimized muscle splits. What that means is I will train certain muscles on certain days that have the same function, and then I'll rest them for two days while training other muscles. So It would look like Monday and Thursday, chest, shoulders, triceps, because they are push muscles. They have the same function. Then I would throw in quads, a little lower body, so we get what we call peripheral heart action, where we're sending blood back and forth between the upper and lower body. So we would do, let's say, push-ups into squats. And the reason we do this is because it helps to elevate heart rate. So you're not resting, and by shunting that blood back and forth with peripheral heart action, you're elevating your calorie burn, which is great. So I throw that in there, and then I put my little intensity intervals in, so you might follow it up with some mountain climbers or some jumping jacks, and we begin the circuit again. And they're structured in that way. Now, we would let those muscles rest for two days, and the following day, let's say Tuesday and Friday, we would do back, biceps, glutes, hamstrings, And, of course, all of the training is functional, so it forces us to utilize our core because I like to use body weight training. Uh, But you could do obliques one day, and you could do lower and upper abs the next day so that you're not training, again, the same muscles same day. But when you do this, you're allowing that rest period because remember that when you're sore, you've actively damaged the muscle. Now, we create these little micro tears, and it uh, what happens is... When we work out, we create these little micro tears and then those micro tears heal and that's how the muscle becomes leaner, fitter, stronger. There's a lot more to it, but to make it sort of simple. But if you work it again too soon, you're not allowing that recovery. And the recovery is quite honestly half of the battle when it comes to your workouts because that's where the actual progress is made. Uh, When you work out too soon, you can really inhibit your progress. So If you are doing one of my DVDs, though, and I do do total body workouts because I want people to get the best bang for their buck, uh, at least in my my sort of one-off DVDs, not in the Body Revolution program that is not out yet. So when it is out and you hear this, that's different. It's optimized muscle splits. But for those of you who have like a ripped in 30 workout, if you're sore, go to cardio the next day. Give yourself time to recover. And sore is good, but if you go too hard, And that micro tear, that can become an actual injury, a strain. That's when you really need to lay off and you know you've pushed too much. Uh, There are different levels of strains. Your best bet there is to ice it and leave it alone. Don't stretch it. Don't manipulate it. Don't work it out. Ice it and leave it alone and let it heal. And sore is good. We want you to be sore. But if you're sore in your joints, that's bad. That means you've done something wrong. So there could be a whole host of things going on there from bursitis to tendinitis. If you're finding that you're sore in your joints, you really need to dial it back. You could sustain an injury that could become chronic. So muscle soreness, good. Joint soreness, very bad. Okay. Okay. Now then, are you ready to move on, Janice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Yeah? Well, we want to get some calls in the show, too. What do you mean? I'm not... No, I'm not ready to move on. I'm still doing my fitness. I still have notes. I, no, you know, I my... know, but I'm just, you know, saying. What? Toot toot. 
There she goes with the wheezing. What does toot toot mean? It means, you know, pick up the pace a bit. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to talk like this. No, now. don't. Please don't. So, every time, see, every time I give you a another comment, tip. you do the exact opposite. You're so bad. No, no, I just like to torture you. No, I know. I say, you know what, Jillian, we should, and then, remember that show where I had to say, Jillian, you got to say goodbye, and you wouldn't say goodbye? Yeah. It was torturous. It was great. No, it was torturous. It's no, like, it's great. For God's sake, say goodbye, and you wouldn't say goodbye. No, I wouldn't. I just, I, you're like, I feel like an old hen. Oh. What? <sighs> God, I'm exhausted. And that's like, exactly what you are. An like, old hen. <laughs> huh? Stepped in that one, didn't you? I did. See. Jake, from now on, let's address her as old hen. Old hen, I have two more tips. Do you All think right. you can stand it? Yes, I can. Good Lord. All right. Now I lost my place. I have to find it. Oh, my God. Cross training. God. Cross training. Okay. So are, can you, old hen, step off. Okay. So cross <laughs> <laughs> cross training. I want to talk about this. Obviously, the concept of cross training is conditioning your body in a, in a myriad of ways. And all this does is it allows you to be more functional. And I want you to think about training your weaknesses, not your strengths. So if you're great at doing uh, strength work and hoisting weights around and lifting heavy, try doing some endurance work. If you're fantastic at running forever, but you're really bad at fast twitch stuff like sprints, start running some sprints and mix it up. So do some track and field stuff, do some kettlebell stuff, do some body weight stuff. We talked about taking different classes, but when you want to talk about making your body its most fit and its most functional, training your weaknesses and training your body in many different ways is going to help you be more efficient. And another thing you should think about is every two weeks, I need you to change up your routine. So this could be anything from changing the exercise that you're doing. If you're doing push-ups, try doing chest press. If you're doing chest press, try doing chest flies. You can also change up the number of reps or sets. So if you're doing, oh, by the way, remember that the weight corresponds to the repetitions. So let's say you're doing bench press and you're doing two 25-pound dumbbells in each hand for 12 repetitions. Okay, well, maybe next week you're going to do 20 repetitions or in two weeks from there, but you don't want to do 20 repetitions with 25 pounds because you're going to blow yourself out, depending upon your strength level. So at that case, why don't you drop your weight down to 15 pounds and then do 20 reps? And you want to do as long as your form isn't compromised. So set your reps and then go as heavy as you can without compromising your form. Uh, another thing that you can do is play with the amount of sets as well. So you can manipulate re- re- Jillian. You can manipulate reps and weight. You can manipulate the modality or exercise that you're doing for the muscle part. Or you can manipulate the amount of sets you're doing. So I've even done things where I've done what we call hundreds. And I've done one set of 100 repetitions of like air squats, for example. And then really? two. Oh, yeah. And two weeks later, I'll do... I'll go back to, okay, let's do three sets of 20 reps of squats with 20-pound dumbbells in each hand. So remember that you can manipulate that factor as well. I talked about recovery days. I talked about music. I talked about functional core strengths. All right, Janice, what do you want to do now? now? Are you sure you're done now? You said you had a couple of tips. Well, you did rush me, but... Who's Janice? <gasps> That's right, old hen. You know, that's right. There's, there's yeah. Somebody's, All right, somebody's gonna get hurt here. Well, you know what, Henny? I, I mean, you did rush. I just cheat our audience, but that's okay. We can move on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, we'll get take- him on the line, Hen. I lost your car last week. You gave me a kiss on the cheek. I asked if you would be my sweet. You said, baby, not me. I mowed your lawn yesterday. You six bucks and I say let's have some lemonade you said go away okay we are back and uh, John is waiting to talk to you oh I love a boy caller a boy it's a boy it's a boy caller I'm excited <laughs> we don't get a lot of gentlemen callers well no I, I've, I've been listening to the podcast and I can tell that there's mostly women here well we're excited to have you what's going on John well I've been struggling for a long time and to, to give kind of a background, when I was young, I had uh, a serious temper up to the point of I literally punched through a wall. Mm, yeah, I did and that as so, a kid, too. 
you know. I, My mother still still reminds me about patching the wall. So yeah, I get. Well, you. the sad part was we were trying to sell the house, so we stacked boxes in front of the hole. <laughs> so, Very clever. I like that strategy. Yeah, exactly. But the problem was, is you know, as I grew up, I was always a bigger guy. I wrestled 145 in seventh grade. Wow. So I've always been a big guy, but I was active. But I, I was learning that I, because I was a big guy, the bull in the china shop, you never want to push yourself, you never want to mm. push, etc. And so between that and the anger, I started to basically learn to shut it down. Yeah. And control it. And, you know, between learning to shut down the, the anger and then also dealing with, you know, kind of some bad relationship stuff where I kind of had to just shove everything down to kind of deal with it. Why did you have to shove it down to deal with it? That's such a male thing to do. I'm sorry. I mean that in the most straightforward way. But why did you feel that you had to shut it down in order to, to deal with it? I've always been the giver. Okay. And she at the time was was getting into music. She was in a band, a uh, local band, doing better, doing different things. She was uh, singing for church, etc. And so she was doing a lot of other things where she wasn't at home or doing stuff with me. Okay. And so I basically sat at home mm. and just kind of buried the I want to be involved, etc. And... So, you know, I, I did a lot of stuff with that. The frustration, I just kind of ate it. Well, why didn't you say I'm frustrated and I feel abandoned and left out and it hurts my feelings? I, that's the problem is I, I just couldn't seem to do it. And that's okay. where I, I don't. Okay. To, to, to go back, I came out of a, a bad marriage. She cheated on me while I was going through cancer therapy. Oh, boy. Okay. And so, you know, I for a long time, I, I had testicular cancer. Okay. And it's 20 plus years, so I'm good to go. Thank but goodness. dealing with all of that, you know, and then she cheated on me at, during that time when I couldn't do anything. I kind of, you know, I was, I wasn't a man anymore. Oh. You know, it's, it's, I realize I'm, you know, as a woman who goes through a mastectomy or something like that, I, I can't exactly replace it. But on a man's side to lose that. Yeah. At 21 is really, you know, kind of takes something out of you. Yeah, of course. And, of course you know, will. I was in the Marines. I mean, I've climbed, I've climbed Mount Mother. You know, yeah. If you're out in San Diego, you, you, you can find that. They'll tell you about it. Oh, I've, I've, is that by Pendleton? Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been to Pendleton. I mean, I, and I've been, uh, I've been overseas to visit our troops and the yeah. things you guys do. They're superhuman. You know, they it, really it, are. I've done that. I mean, I know what I'm capable of doing and, and all of that, but right now it just seems like nothing's worth doing for it. You know, it's, I'm, I'm heavy now. I'm diabetic. Okay. Uh, even in the worst depression-type feelings I've ever been, I still take my meds. Okay. I do the things I need to do to make it through. I just I, I can't seem to sustain... Uh, a diet lifestyle. I've been doing paleo, which has been helping because I've gotten rid of the grains, and that's really made a big difference. Okay. I can't seem to sustain a, a workout, even if it feels like I'm getting better. It just seems like I can't sustain it. Um, you know, even talking to my boss at work, I tend to need to work on shorter projects because I can't seem to sustain the momentum of a long-term project okay help me help me understand because I'm, I'm i'm my feelings of what to hone in on are a little bit scattered because i've heard a couple different things so is it tell me the change that you want to see happen in your life specifically i want to be able to sustain any change i make if I change my lifestyle that I want to eat paleo or I want to eat certain things or I want to log my food or I want to go to the gym three times a week, okay. I want to be able to sustain it longer than just a short bit. My, okay. car, my car got vandalized, as an example. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was upset. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I was livid. Two hours later, I was sitting at work. Oh, yeah, yeah it happened. Oh, well. 
Okay, but wait, that's a, that's a different statement than. But may- what, what what I'm saying though is I do that with everything. Okay. Okay. I I I, I do that with you know it's it's I I eat better and then it's like yeah whatever and then it just goes away and then mm. I work out and it just goes away. Okay. And Let, that, that's where I'm having problems. Is so you're not sustaining an emotional state. No. Okay, so we're not sustaining uh, joy. We're not sustaining anger. We're not sustaining uh, enthusiasm, passion, fury, disappointment, nothing. Basically, yeah, I I, I seem to have just kind of Mm. let it all go. Okay, you know, I'm going to send you this book. Uh, I'm going to have Janice get your information and send you a book. I wrote a book called Unlimited, and tell me if this if this resonates at all um there's a state that i talk about and i call it the comfortable numb kind of like that pink floyd song mm-hmm. and it's when we systematically shut down our feelings for whatever reason or another but you cannot unilateral i'm sorry you cannot uh, selectively shut off a feeling when you go numb you unilaterally go numb it's like a a emotional shot of novocaine you know, when, mm-hmm. when someone numbs something, when you get a, a numbing shot, you don't feel anything. You don't feel pain. You don't feel pleasure. You don't feel anything. Uh, the same goes for your emotional state. So when you turn something off inside of yourself that uh, prevents you from getting angry or prevents you from getting passionate about something, uh, it, it is it is not just going to pertain to your anger. It's going to transcend into other areas of your life. Now, I'm not I'm not going to imply that it's this simple. I would imagine that there's a heck of a lot of other things going on there. Probably a lack of feeling uh, worthy or is getting in the way of of your change. I don't know about your your it, cur- it can at time. I mean, I I have had to deal with with depression type of of things for, you know, like I said for a long time mm-hmm. after the after the cancer and and some of the stuff that went on. I literally I wouldn't even ask for a date after the divorce because I didn't think that anybody that I was attracted to would want to go out with me. Okay. You see, honey, that's, that's, people would ask me what the one common through line was with people on Biggest Loser. And my answer was always a lack of self-esteem. So you, you have that going on as well. So we've got this intrinsic, intrinsic lack of self-worth, which is probably almost definitely tied into uh, your fear of your own emotions, because you you were saying to me, and I got the idea. Yeah, you know, I was a bull in a china shop. I was angry, so I'm sure there was shame that came along with that. I'm sure. I don't want to tell you something that maybe you're not ready to hear or that might offend you, but my guess would be for you to say I was a bull in a china shop. I kicked a hole in a wall. I would imagine you were told that you were a bull in a china shop. Um, well, yeah, I was. I was told that I was. You know, you're bigger. You. You have to be more careful. You can't hurt people. You can't, you know, you have to be careful, et cetera, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I was told that a lot. Well, sure. And so then, so then you're going to interpret that to mean that you're dangerous, you're potentially harmful, that you need to be changed. And now you're left wondering why you're not able to feel passionate or sustain the pursuit of happiness. And I guarantee, and then you tell me, you tell me a story of a woman who you loved and you weren't able to tell her uh, what you needed and what you wanted, even though it was completely and totally um, uh, 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 acceptable for you to want those things and to ask for them. But you felt uh, that you couldn't and you shut those feelings down. Now, part of that also is going to be a fear of vulnerability because... If you asked her and made yourself vulnerable and she didn't come through for you, then it was going to be repeating a rejection. And that's terrifying, which is why so many of us don't express our needs or ask for what we want because we're afraid we won't get it and that the rejection will be so devastating we won't survive it. And once again, you shut down your feelings, but you have to know, honey, that in order to know great happiness in this life, you have to find the courage to know great vulnerability. Because if you could have asked her to spend more time with you, to include you, to incorporate you, and had she been a woman that was worthy of you, she would have responded in a positive way and included you and probably said, gosh, I didn't know you cared. I didn't know this bothered you. I didn't know any of these things. 
and your relationship would have been that much more rich, involved, and deep. But this is something. This is something that it's that's going to be hard to 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 get through in you know in in a phone call. But I, I want you to understand, have some idea of why this is happening, and. Uh, it is that fear of rejection, that fear of not being worthy of being loved, um, and that that fear that you are you were a menace or a threat that caused you to shut this stuff down. But what needs to happen is you need to turn this stuff back on, and you need to find an environment and a safe outlet for these feelings, sweetie, because it's okay to be angry. It's just a matter of what you do with that anger. You know, do you go on the streets and start gunning people down? Well, no, that's bad. We don't want to do that. But do you maybe get into a mixed martial arts class and beat the crap out of something? Absolutely. Which is that, exactly that was one of the things I was I was thinking that might might help because watching you know watching the show yeah you know just you know watching the change that somebody might go through when they were doing it. Yes, they had an outlet. They had a physical outlet, and then they found an emotional outlet. And you need a safe place and somebody that can handle your feelings. This is where therapy can be really helpful, because when you get with the right therapist, they can show you that they're not afraid of your feelings. You can express yourself, and they're not going to shame you, and they're not going to condemn you, and they're not going to be afraid of you. And you'll learn how to express these things in a safe environment and with a safe individual. And then you start to find activities that allow you to express these feelings or get out this aggression in a positive and affirming way, which, you know, you can channel into exercise. Absolutely. But these two things need to be happening simultaneously. And then last but not least, you need to be able to go back and look at your childhood because you were angry for a reason, sweetie. You weren't born angry. You were angry for a reason. But the self-worth is coming from somewhere else and the shame is coming from somewhere else. So when someone said to you, you're, you got to be careful, you better go easy, you can really hurt someone. And I'm sure something was said to you when you kicked a hole in the wall as well, correct? Oh, I, I punched it through a wall. I, I, and what was said to you? I kicked the hole in the wall. That was me. That was me projecting onto you. <laughs> I, I was the one that kicked the hole in the wall. Yeah, no, I, I, I wanted to hit my brother and sister, and instead I hit the wall. Smart. Um, well, yeah, but it's, you know, it, it's, you, you've got to control it. You've got to. No, sweetie, you, you do have to learn to control it, but you cannot shut it down. It has to be channeled. Well, as, as, a, as a young kid, learn to control it, you have to shut it down. That's, I hear that you, one. and that's what you needed to do to survive then. Yeah. But that time is over, and what you, what you need to be able to do now is to process that you are not a prisoner of that family dynamic and that you have the ability now to to surround yourself with people who are loving and supportive, that you you have the ability to channel these emotions in a productive way now. And I'm, I'm going to recommend these two things. I would get into fight classes right away, and I would get into CrossFit. Men love CrossFit. CrossFit's great. You're going to be around a lot of other big macho dudes. So you're not going to feel like you're brutish or that you're going to overwhelm somebody or hurt somebody. I would get into CrossFit classes and I would take either, I would take Krav Maga. The Krav Maga is awesome. I would do those two things and I would, uh, sweetie, I would, I would get into therapy so that you can start to explore expressing yourself with another individual and having them not be afraid of you and not reject you and not shut you down. And when you can experience that in a dynamic that's safe it allows you to then feel more comfortable and become more comfortable with that and more secure and more worthy and more deserving to begin practicing it in your own life and it will also help you understand and this is the part that you may or may not be ready for but the things that you've come to feel shame about the things that you were shamed about had nothing to do with you nothing and once you realize that you'll be able to let it go Okay. okay. Thank you. Oh, oh. Okay. He's so cute. I, know. I just want to give that guy a big hug. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Well, I can see you're like panicking, like we gotta end the show, but I know. Okay, and we do. 
All right, we got to end the show, so I'll legitimately end the show. Uh, however, real quick, my friends at Freshology are offering our podcast listeners a discount since it's January and the beginning of the year. So for those of you who don't know, Freshology is a fresh food national delivery service. So twice a week, they bring fresh meals to your door, all clean, no preservatives, no trans fats, no artificial, nothing. Really, really healthy, calorie controlled. They can customize your program based on your needs and desires. So if you are looking for an at-home food delivery program to help you get back on track, Freshology is great. And... If you go to their website, oh my goodness, I have the little document right here and I lost it. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Hold on. Wait. Here it is. No, I got it. Okay, all right. No, I got it. Okay. If you go to their website, www.freshology.com, and you use the promo code JMPOD50, you'll get an extra $50 off your order to Freshology Gold. And you can also call 877-893-7874 if you're interested. But don't forget your promo code. Yeah, JM Pod 50. Look at you, Janice. Look at me. Huh? We should end the show. All bye right. bye. Bye bye. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you.